This is Life Admin Lifehacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, an operations manager who's lived in three countries and eight houses in the last 20 years. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer who's moved house twice in the last 12 months. This episode will give you our top hacks to make your next move as harmonious as possible. Hello and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. First of all, before we actually get into making your next house move run like a total dream, we want to give a big thank you to all those who take the time to rate and review the podcast on their podcast platform. And we wanted to shout out to the very generous Violet Loves Podcasts, who recently left us a review on Apple Podcasts. She said, I've implemented changes from the host that I love and I feel better each time I listen. Reminds me I'm not alone in this admin nightmare and there are solutions. You're certainly not alone, Violet, and we're very glad that we're giving you some useful tips that make a difference because that was, that's was that been the dream for the podcast all along because we re- recognize the extent to which life admin is a total hassle and we want to make it easier to minimize and optimize it. And listeners, our dream is going next level. We have a big announcement we'd like to share with everyone. Drum roll, Dinah. Can you do a drum roll? Thank you. <laughs> Recently, Dinah and I signed a book deal with HarperCollins to publish a Life Admin Life Hacks book. We'll be covering a lot of the topics we've addressed in the podcast, except this time it'll be conveniently written down for you to refer to whenever you need. It's going to have all the checklists, all the tips, all the recommended apps and sites, and it'll be structured so you can either dip in and focus on the areas that you need to tweak, or you can follow the chapter step-by-step and give yourself a life admin makeover. Well, it's so exciting. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone, if you'd like to be kept in the loop uh, as we make progress on our book, please sign up to our new monthly newsletter that will be rolling out from early next year. It'll be a brief, all-killer, no-filler newsletter with links to resources we mention in the podcast and a little nudge to help keep your life admin under control. Yay! Go us. I'm so <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> okay, so this app, we're talking about moving house. Yeah. This is something that a few people in the Facebook community have actually nudged us about. They're like, can you cover this, please? We know this is a big deal. We know that like half a million people move between states in Australia each year. That's between states, let, let alone the stuff that happens internally. So, you know, all the people who are changing for jobs or family reasons or sea changes and tree changes, there's a lot of movement. And I think this year, lots of people due to the pandemic might Mm. be really rethinking if they've had some income reductions or job loss or, you know, thinking about even making that kind of tree change to move out of the city now that remote working's becoming a much more viable option. So some of you might really be thinking about moving at the moment. And also the average rents also declined sharply because of reduced demand. So it has created a renter's market, particularly Mm. in Victoria and New South Wales where vacancy rates are up. And I know, Mayor, you've taken um, advantage of that here in Melbourne. Yeah. So I moved last year, but then I moved this year during the pandemic. After the first lockdown, after the first sort of wave of the restrictions, I was in a two-bedroom apartment with my children. And when it became clear that home learning was going to be a a long-term thing, I was like, yeah, we can't do that in here unless we're going to, we're just going to kill each other. So I moved. Best decision I've ever made. 
and a novel experience, yeah, in terms of how we had to do it while social distancing, but we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah, and moving so, is one of those life change events that really do stress people out. And mm, I think mm-hmm. particularly if you're not naturally organised, I think moving house can be a really stressful event. Yeah, because it's not just the transition and the change and the fact that you're going somewhere unfamiliar and, you know, it might be disrupting your routine and your, your sense of order. It is physically just an overwhelming task to look around everything that's surrounding you and think all of this needs to go in a box or on a truck in, you know, four weeks. And you just think, how am I possibly going to manage that? But there is a way, there is a way. It's all about lists. It's all about checklists. There is. So yes, it is stressful. You've got the disarray of living in chaos once you actually start packing and the rooms start to be shadows of their former selves. You've got the intensity of the moving day itself and then a little bit of confusion once you're in the new place and you're trying to settle in and unpack. But we're going to step you through four phases. Yes, I think we're going to talk about the planning phase, which is really what you really need to do many weeks before you move, wherever possible, to make the rest of it much easier. The preparing, so the few weeks before when you're really actually starting packing, the moving itself, the week that you actually move from one place to the other, and then after you've moved in, settling in. Let's kick it off with planning. And, yeah, it's really about checklists and just working your way through them. Our episode on to-do lists and checklists, episode four, if you need a refresher, get your apps ready to, to get those lists happening, go and have a listen to them. But I did find like this amazing checklist on movinghouse.com.au. You can download it or just copy it. There's an interactive one you can use online. Just get one of those lists and do everything it says, <laughs> essentially. So it is one of those things, actually, you, just need to, you do need to do a little bit of Googling to find a list and to find the ideas, but then make sure that you create your own list. Yeah, so you use our episode to make yeah. sure you've and then work your way through and then it makes it so much easier. But let's talk about some of our top hacks in each of yeah. those phases, Mia. So what about when you're thinking about planning, what's, What's your thoughts there? Well, essentially you need the date. You got to get your date and hopefully you've given yourself sort of four to six weeks so that you can do this at a steady, sustainable pace as opposed to a mad rush. Book the day off work if it's a midweek move. Ideally midweek is is cheaper when you talk to removalists. They have a lot more demand on weekends. So if you can take the day off work or you can do it during a weekday, highly recommend that. Obviously the kids might be at school or organise your kids to be elsewhere on the day as well as pets to be elsewhere so you can just focus on getting it done. Yeah, and once you've got that date, that's when you're going to want to lock in, you know, the removalist, whichever option you choose, whether it's, um, you know, renting something or hiring removalists and also mm-hmm. thinking about booking utilities, disconnection and connection times and particularly internet because that can oh. sometimes have quite a long lead time. And it is with internet now, it's can be quite hard. <laughs> I think last night, the first thing I organised before I even booked the truck was the internet because in previous previous stories I've heard from people, it can just take forever for them to switch a switch on or organise a technician or whatever needs to happen. Yeah, start there. How about you, Diane? What are you doing in those planning stages? Well, I think some of the other things that uh, we've got caught out before is we have a piano. So often removalists won't move pianos. So we needed to hire, book a specialist piano removalist to come on mm. the same day. 
And another thing is thinking about the boxes. So if you're not using a remove list that provides boxes, that you can either do a call out on local Facebook groups for boxes rather than going and buying some new ones, or you can even hire boxes. So there's a company called hirebox.com.au who will drop them off and then come and pick them up and they just reuse oh, them. So that's a pretty good service cool. too, yeah. And I guess once you, if you, you know, do have a four to six week lead time on this, you can start saving boxes and bubble wrap and paper from any online shopping that you're doing, any deliveries. If you have a supermarket or, you know, go to Bunnings or those massive boxes, you can just start collecting them. Also pick yourself up a packing tape gun or borrow one from somebody. You can get them at Officeworks or Australia Post, but they just do make a massive difference in terms of sealing all the boxes and equip yourself with some Sharpies so you can write on the boxes. Yeah. I think one of the things to think about too, especially if you've got a longer lead time, maybe even longer than six weeks, is thinking about the opportunity to declutter before you move. So Absolutely. either having a garage sale or, you know, maybe in our council you can book a hard rubbish collection mm. or you can even book for a charity organisation to come and pick some items up. So furniture is not going to fit into your new home or you've just got other things you really should be decluttering. Doing it before you move saves you moving it and then decluttering. So highly yeah. recommend doing as yeah. much of that as you can before you move. Yeah. You don't want to have to pack and pay to move stuff that you don't actually want or need. Yep. Just start, it's cleansing. Think of it as some cleansing process, moving to this new place, clean slate. And back on the movers, there is a, there's a website called moveal.com.au. It's M-U-V-A-L. We'll link to that in the show notes. And this is actually a platform that connects removal companies with people. So you can pop on there, put in your details, current address, where you're going to, you know, how much furniture you have. And it will do that checking and assembling of multiple quotes for you. So you can get quotes from different companies. So it becomes a 10 minute time killer job where you can just fill the form out and the quotes will come in rather than having to actually ring up everybody individually. Very useful. Wow, that's a great tip. Yeah. I think with the utilities in terms of connecting and disconnecting them, if you're happy with your current utilities supplier and they can still service your new address, give them a call to see if you can just switch over your contracts to save fees because often otherwise they'll charge you disconnection and I just can't believe people have disconnection fees as a thing. It's so mean. No one disconnects for fun. Anyway, give them a call and see if they'll, you know, try and keep you as a customer and waive those costs. If you do need to shop around, you might find the use of a utility connection service useful. So sometimes if you're renting, the real estate agents will actually recommend or someone will, you know, get in contact with you and they will organise some options and give you some prices for energy, like for electricity and gas and internet. But most of those utility connection services are actually either owned by like the website, the real estate websites like domain.com.au or realestate.com.au or they're aligned with energy suppliers so they're not comprehensive of the market they might not give you the best deal but they'll give they'll be convenient um, i think myconnect.com.au is actually independent so they they can be handy otherwise if you want to shop around and check your own rates for energies then check out our episodes on or episode 14 where we talk about energy plans and how to use the energy made easy website or episode 13 where we talk about broadband plans and how to use choice and can star blue and whistle out to find good plans. Great. 
So I think that's as we get closer to the move date, this is where you need to also start to thinking about other things you might need to change, like all of the mail redirection, so things that you might still have coming to your house. So making sure you create a list and then cross them off as you do them. So think about things that maybe aren't front of mind, like any magazine subscriptions you might have, car registration, newspaper if you get that delivered, pet registration, and also think about contacting your insurance company's house and contents, sometimes even your car insurance. Um, Mm. They might have a different price based on your new address. Yeah, definitely. And same with the house and contents insurance. You'll need to advise them of the new address. Australia Post has a mail redirection service. Have you used that in the past, Dinah? I have, but it's super expensive now. So it is one of those things to, you know, make sure that you do as much as you can so you can minimise how long you have to have it going for, I think. Yeah, the price does has seem to have increased in yeah. recent years, but it's sort of just under $200, I think, for a year. But you can get it from one month, you know, to give yourself a little bit of breathing room while you get on top of this, or you can go up to 12 months, it's up to you. And yeah, those change of addresses, that can take a little while. The Electoral Commission's one to remember. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. And if you have a cleaner, a gardener, any of those kinds of services, either tell them that you're going to be moving out of the area or whether they can come and service your new home. I had to remember to return all my library books. Okay. And during the pandemic, they were like, no, you can't. And I'm like, but I'm moving. I'm moving out of the area. And they were like, yep, sorry, just have to come back some other time. Mm. That was annoying. I've also heard of people moving out of the area and then realising they've left something at the dry cleaners at their, <laughs> in their local <laughs> they moved across town. Ah. Another really good thing to do in those weeks leading up to the move is to think about backing up your computer. Um, had a friend whose computer got destroyed in the move and she lost oh. a whole heap of photos. So it's a good reminder of things, you know, that you probably should be doing all the time but probably something really important to do before you move your computer. Oh, my God, what a nightmare. Yeah. Okay. And then I think in this stage, this preparing stage, my favourite thing to do is having to eat all of the – I have to convince myself I get to eat everything in the pantry and everything in the fridge because I don't want to move it. All least the perishable stuff so you can start working your way through it. Yeah, so I think there's some – you can you do some creative menu planning. (laughs) Use up all of the random chickpeas and um, red kidney beans that have been languishing at the back of your cupboard for many years. Now or never. (laughs) Now or never chickpeas. Uh, The other thing I did ahead of time was I applied for a parking permit at my new place because the parking route here is ridiculous and I didn't want to have one minute of one day where I had to pay for parking outside of my new house. So – that might be a priority depending on where you're going to be moving to. Yeah, definitely. So I think now are we thinking about packing? Should we talk about what your top tips are for packing? One thing I do like to do before I start packing is take a photo of the room as it is as a memento because sometimes you move house and you realise that you don't actually have a picture of all of the rooms in that house. You might have some people but you don't actually remember what some of the bits looks like so you might want to take a little photo before you start disassembling it. And I guess the other thing I, I don't know, this seems blatantly obvious, but when I was packing the glasses and crockery and cups and fragile things from the kitchen, I packed them inside the pots, like the saucepans and the pots, which I've never really done before. And then I just wedged lots of clothes around it. What about you, Dinah? Packing tips? Yeah. So I think one of the things to think about is maybe, particularly if you've got a different room 
configuration in your new house to think about packing by room at destination rather than by room of where you've come from because it just makes it so much easier for unpacking because you don't want to have a Mm. box that's half this room and half that room it just makes it much more difficult to unpack yeah I think the other thing to think about is if you have to disassemble furniture Mm. making sure you keep all the screws and you know any hardware in a plastic bag and label it and either tape it to the furniture itself or have a specific box that has all of those little bits and pieces in it. And, and on that disassembling, if you're moving things that you cannot disassemble by yourself, when you're getting quotes from the movers, ask them, tell them that you'll need someone to like disassemble beds or desks or whatever it may be to make sure they include that in the quote. Because I, when I moved by myself, there's no way I could have physically disassembled some of it and I didn't want to. <laughs> and so I said, I will need the movers to do that. And that was fine. They did it. Yeah. They, you know, just pay for their time. Another tip that I've got is if you're not particularly technology-minded and you've got complicated cabling at the back of your TV or anything else, take a picture of it so that you know exactly how it was set up before so that then when you need to set it up again, you can look at the photo to see how you actually did it, which cables went where. That's a great tip. (laughs) Less time spent in the back of a television staring at all those ports, the better. We also moved quite a few times when the kids were very small and, you know, when you're trying to pack and the kids are kind of under your feet. So we gave the kids a few of their own moving boxes with, you know, some textures to decorate them and encourage them to spend some time packing their clothes and their soft toys and things like that that didn't really matter how they got packed. And that kind of kept them occupied while we're trying to pack the more fragile items. Yeah. At this stage too, in terms of you know, the way you're going to be leaving your place, definitely book a cleaner. I know some people like to do it themselves to save money, but literally it's going to be the best $200 you have ever spent in terms of freeing up some time and just letting you focus on the new place. And if you're renting, use one recommended by the agent because then there's really no recourse if the agent challenges you around your bond or cleaning because if they've supplied someone, then they'll be up to speed. So, yeah, don't have your last moments in your place just on stools clearing the dust from cupboards that you haven't looked into for three years and trying to get the oven clean. Just pay someone to do that if you can. Yeah, that's, that's a great tip. And I think the other, like, my essential tip is really thinking about having an essentials box or a couple of mm. boxes that have got the things that you absolutely are going to need for your first night, particularly if, if you're moving and it's going to be an all day, like an overnight, thinking about making sure you've got, you know, your phone chargers, uh, any cleaning products or tools that you might need. Maybe think about putting the TV remote controls in there so that you can easily get to them, the bed and linen and towels to make up your beds. And another one is to make sure that you've got your jewellery and your important papers. So actually in one of our moves we had one valuable item stolen by movers. Um, Oh, my gosh. And so because we hadn't gathered up every single valuable item and kept it, you know, within our position, Mm. so making sure that before the movers come you've gathered all of those more valuable items and keep them with your with yourself. Wow, how cheeky. I know. And then because it wasn't a listed item, we couldn't claim it under insurance. Oh, God. I know. Learned that one the hard way. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to debrief with you on that one afterwards. Okay, moving day. 
moving day. Oh, what a day. <laughs> I um I meditated first thing on my moving day because I knew it was going to be long. I knew I was going to be tired and stressed and I could be stressed and frazzled. And I was just like, Mia, this is going to be fine. Just go with the flow. It's going to be intense, but it's just one day. Just, you know, you don't want to be that person that just gets all impatient and snaps at everyone. And it's just, just go with the flow. <laughs> have a little, have a little moment, have a little goodbye ceremony to yep. the house. Yep. Thank you, house. It's a bit, feels a bit Mary Kondo. Thank you, house or whatever. I loved living here. I'm saying goodbye now. And just go, you know, go on with courage into the day. Yes, I definitely think. And if you're, you know, with and you have a partner, maybe have a little bit of a, a conversation at the beginning of the day that this is going to be tough, and and so that you're kind to each kind. other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our laughter. <laughs> okay, you're going to need a dustpan and brush because suddenly you start moving stuff out, and it's it's bizarrely filthy that you need to deal with actually at the time and also when you start arriving at the new place you're going to need a dustpan and brush even if they've cleaned it I think the, the tip around having some cleaning products are oh, very useful and I guess by the end of that day there'll be boxes everywhere the thing to focus on is making the beds first because you're going to be very tired but you need somewhere to sleep that night so at least you can get the beds assembled and the beds made start there if you have kids, get their rooms under control so they can feel a bit more settled and start putting their own stuff away. Or just, you know, if you have little kids, you might just say, you can sleep with us tonight because they'll be a bit freaked out about the new space. And then I would suggest that you unpack the kitchen first so you can start prepping meals. But, you know, you might decide that dinner that first night is going to be some takeaway, get some pizza so you can just relax and not have to fix yourself a dinner. Yeah, another important one to think about on moving day is if you've got a pet. Um, yes. So if you've got a dog, it's a really great idea to organise someone else to look after your dog for that day so that they're not in the way of the removalists and things. So either get a friend or maybe even put them in a kennel for a day um, mm. just so that, you know, maybe overnight and pick them up the next day when everything's back under control. Yeah. Me, you've got a cat, so what do you, do, you yeah. do with your cat? Yeah, well, cats and some dogs, I guess, can get really stressed out by moving day. They get anxious, like, what the hell's going on? Cats are notorious for that. They often can run away. So I actually took the cat to the new place early in the morning before the movers came. I brought the cat and little pot plants and I just put the cat in a room and locked her in that one room so she could just settle and hide. You know, I put a litter tray and some food and water in there with her just so she could just be somewhere out of the way and feel contained. Yeah, actually one of our moves we had goldfish. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the disproportionate amount of time it took to move the goldfish when you had to <laughs> empty the tank and put the fish in the plastic bag. And uh, mm. I think if you've got goldfish, think about giving them away before you move. That's my <laughs> top fish. Oh, wow, my stakes. My stakes moving. <laughs> Okay, so once you move in, you're in, what should we think about then? Yeah, I guess you've got to get rid of all the boxes, all the wrap. It just piles up. Pay it forward. Put it on your Facebook page for your new neighbourhood or give it away to someone you know is going to move. You can get, you know, if you break the boxes down properly, you can get a good three moves out of a box. So make sure you give it away to someone. 
And then, you know, most local councils here in Australia, there'll be a new residence checklist. So it'll remind you about rates periods and your pet registration, when the rubbish collection schedules are, that kind of thing. You might want to learn about where your library and your rec centres are. And if you have little kids or babies, toddlers, you'll want to tap into the local maternal and child health resources. Yep. I think that uh, also once you've moved in, it's making sure that whichever change of addresses you haven't yet actioned, getting onto them as soon as possible. A couple of other tips I've got is when we last moved, we have quite a few pictures that we hang up on the wall and I knew that my husband is not, it's not his favourite thing to do is hang pictures on the walls. Mm. So I actually booked someone to come the week after we moved in. Once we'd had, you know, a week to finalise where everything was going to go. Yeah. He came, you know, for a couple of hours and put all the hooks in the wall and that was a really, you know, so a marriage saver, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> because That's a great idea. It's so frustrating having artwork leaned up against walls for long periods of time. And how did you find that handy person? Did you just use Airtasker or something? Well, we're very, very lucky that Hira Hubby lives in our street. So actually he's three doors up. So really great to have a home handyman who lives three doors away. <laughs> I bet that's a very happy street. <laughs> it is a very tidy street. So uh, the other tip I see here is around uh, getting things unpacked promptly. Yes. <laughs> So I think that lots of people can talk about boxes that they've got that they haven't unpacked for years. So I think my strong advice is unpack everything. And if you decide to declutter it, declutter it. Don't just leave unpacked boxes in a garage or in a spare room for years on end because that just horrifies me. I think the longer that it goes, the less likely you are to actually unpack it. So oh, absolutely. I just in 48 hours my whole house is unpacked. I can't live with the boxes and the I just but I actually enjoy it. I think this is <laughs> a bit of my personality. I actually quite like moving house. I like the decluttering. I like the cleansing nature of just thinking about a new space. I get excited about setting up the new place and finding a home for every little thing. So I'm all done and dusted in two days. Listeners, if you're moving, you know who to call to give you a hand, Mia. And- I'll totally help. I'll totally help on either end, the packing or the unpacking. I quite enjoy it. And I do think that there is something, if you do have friends who are willing to help, thinking in advance what you could get them to do. So I actually have helped some friends move and, you know, for example, I did the assembled the beds and made their beds for them, for the whole family, while they unpack their more personal items. I don't want to be unpacking their underwear. But um, I was very happy to do that and they just gave me the, all the linen for all the beds and while they were happily unpacking. So, yeah, really think about if people offer help, giving thinking about what's the best jobs to give them. So That's a great idea. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're setting it up, it takes a, t- it takes a little bit of time to make the place feel homey. You've got to get to know, you know, the temperatures of the rooms and where the sun falls at different times of day, where to put your plants and getting the art up on the walls and all your little knickknacks out. But it's not something you can rush, just ease yourself into it. So, Mia, you've moved twice in the last year. So Mm. what are your personal sort of journey from your learnings from those journeys? Ah, okay. So, the the, yeah, I guess the most recent one was during the pandemic and we had to social distance from the movers, which was funny when you're trying to hold the same piece of furniture. And it was in an apartment in a lift where you could only have two people in it at the same time. So that was fun. But I, I really do, I think, you know, it was one of those days where I thought, 
uh, let's focus on why were you moving and how fun the new place is going to be and just reminding yourself why it will all be worthwhile just helps make the effort you're putting in bearable. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, yeah, it's it's, for me it's all about having lists on my phone. I I used the lists in my notes app. I just had massive checklists and just going through – day by day, ticking them off, getting that little dopamine, dopamine hit when you've done something and knowing that it's comprehensive and that you haven't, you're not forgetting things was just a great way to control the stress levels about it. Yep, great. How, how about you? Well, it's actually been quite a long time since we have moved, but we did move twice in one year when we moved back from being overseas and the first part, the international move, which was all paid for by the company that was moving us, was actually relatively stress-free because it was, you know, the professional movers who did all of the packing and all they of come the pack everything. Yeah, they come and pack my- everything. Oh, a dream. But that's where we had something stolen, so, you know, oh. and roundabouts. And so that was probably my one tip there was I thought I'd be able to supervise the movers but because they came with like six packers because they wanted to get it done within the day Mm. you can't actually supervise being I guess asking lots of questions about how it's actually going to happen is really important to know and because it's going in a container they pack everything very carefully because it does get really knocked around so every item is packed very heavily so like a shipping container that move was actually reasonably stress-free except for the fact that it took much longer for our goods to arrive than originally expected Mm -hmm. so I think that's another tip is to really if you are doing you know a bigger move make sure you have some margin for error about what you're going to do if it takes a bit longer for your furniture to actually arrive yeah but then the move after that was we moved from a rental into our own house just two streets away. So I think because it was two streets away, we thought it wasn't going to be such a big deal. But ironically, you might as well have been moving, you know, across town because you still actually have to move any, everything. So I guess this is where I learned my lessons around the false economies of where we tried to do some things ourselves, like moving furniture on a trailer and then damaging furniture, which, you know, if we'd paid uh, for man um, with a van, it would have paid for itself several times over because of the, the things, both the time and the, you know, the cost of replacing the things that got damaged. I, I do think the one thing we did on that was we moved on a school day, which was such a good idea. The kids were there in the morning to see as we got packing, um, but when they had finished school, all of the furniture had been moved and their beds were in their rooms, and so we didn't have to kind of have them under our feet while we were moving. So I definitely think that was a good idea. Yeah, nice one. Well, we hope these hacks will make your next move smooth and streamlined and stress-free. Our top hacks are start as early as possible, particularly if you need to declutter. Give yourself a good four to six weeks. Be realistic about your moving budget. If you try to do it all yourself, you can end up costing more if you damage or break things. Make sure that you have an essentials box on the day with the handy things you need to tie up loose ends at your old place and get into the stuff at your new place. If you'd like to join us on our life admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app.